everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to Toronto Raptors, 107-85 win against the Orlando Magic Riker. The Toronto Raptors came out, they did what they have to do in Orlando, they won two of, their, two of the last games in Orlando. You know, it's looking like this series is in control for the Raptors now. Ben, the defense shone through. You almost, you almost said that they had 95 points in the game. Orlando Magic didn't even scrape up to 90 points at all. It was fantastic mm-hmm. showing from start to finish. There was maybe one period in the third quarter where the game got to 10 or 12 points that you thought maybe the Orlando mm-hmm. Magic might make this a contest, but otherwise completely, as I said, start to finish game. And happy Easter for everybody out there listening yeah, happy tonight. happy Easter. Um, before we start anything, the comment of the day, eh? And a bit of a fun one tonight, I think last... Um, I think it was last podcast, or perhaps it was two podcasts ago, but I'm pretty sure it was last podcast. We have a tie for first comment. Offline Kegs Bro Whoa. and Infinity Raps won. They both commented <laughs> first, and I have this, you, the screenshot will be up. I saw it 57 minutes in. Both said 57 minutes ago. So the challenge is on. You guys, who can get the comment out first this week? Then you are the winner of two weeks in a row, or two podcasts in a row. But otherwise, Ben, enough of that. Let's talk about the real game here tonight and... Two things, two of the main takeaways. One, Kawhi Leonard's flu last game, that a lot of people Mm -hmm. were leaning on that for a reason why he didn't shoot that well from the field. And then others were saying that it was the atrocious refereeing, namely Tony Brothers, or is that the pronunciation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And both of those things pushed aside tonight's game. Kawhi Leonard went out there absolutely dominant, could not be stopped, and the officiating seemed to be in favor of the Raptors for most of the game tonight. Yeah, certainly the the refing, you know, it's been questionable throughout the playoffs. A lot of people have been mentioning the foul discrepancy between the Magic and the Raptors. But, you know, we we had the podcast people will listen. It's rarely the refereeing despite the the difference in calls and all that. It rarely sways the outcome of a game because the fouls usually come with how teams are playing defensively and all that. So, it's tough to lean on that as excuses and all that sort of stuff, but the Toronto Raptors came out more aggressive, ready to defend tonight, and Kawhi Leonard was not to be shook by the Orlando Magic inside presence in terms of defense. Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, Vucevic, whoever they threw on them, he just absolutely took them to school. 34 points, 6 rebounds for Kawhi tonight, 12-20 from the field. You mentioned his flu. He really came back today and, you know, quieted everyone saying, you know, questioning his game 3 where he struggled for shooting from the field. I believe it was... Uh, like 6 for 20 or something like that. So he definitely came out tonight, was ready to go, and showed off why he's a true superstar in the NBA. Well, he was asked after the game, what is the, what did he do to recover in such a short amount of time? He said, water, man, lots of water. <laughs> that, I guess that's all it takes. That makes sense. Um, but, yeah, it was really the story is he, he literally was unguardable tonight for the most part. Yeah. Very efficient shooting. Um, as we mentioned in the last podcast, Pascal Siakam has kind of emerged as a very consistent player, right? But Kawhi yeah. Leonard, by far the most reliable player, the best player out there on the court in this entire series. He's one of the best players in the NBA, and tonight he proved why. He bounced back fantastically from a game that he really couldn't find an answer. Again, he couldn't really get the calls that he wanted because he was being aggressive all game long, and he got blocked a few times, but yeah, there were some things that weren't called, but tonight, he was relentless. He stuck to what he's good at, and that's attacking, putting pressure on the defense, getting in there, challenging the bigs. You know, Jonathan Isaac mm-hmm. was guarding him for a large portion of this game, and he has a very clear height and length, um, you know, 
Advantage. Difference, yeah, advantage to Kawhi Leonard, and it wasn't face him because Kawhi Leonard was shooting threes over him. He was driving, he was making layups over the rim, over the defender's arms. He's a guy that can do it all, and uh, it's it's going to be interesting though because, and maybe we're shifting focus away from the series too early, but I think it's safe to say the Raptors will move on and play the 76ers. But that is mm-hmm. going to be an extremely more difficult series, and Kawhi Leonard is going to have to maintain this level of play. Certainly, we're really going to need him to play like a superstar against the the Philadelphia 76ers, assuming both teams come out. We all know teams can lose a 3-1 lead. The Toronto Raptors currently are up on that against the Magic. The Warriors, everyone knows in the finals, they lost that. But I think it's pretty comfortable the Toronto Raptors should handle this. We expected this from the beginning. People kind of flamed us for predicting the Raptors sweep and, you know, handle the Magic. But... We're such a dominant team, and more dominant team in terms of talent, just all-around basketball, how everything fits. This is what we should have been doing in Game 1. This is kind of the performance we needed in Game 3. And if we're going to play the Sixers, if we're going to play the Bucks, if we're going to play these upper-tier teams, we need to play at the highest-caliber Raptors basketball we can. And, you know, we should be able to beat the Magic by 20, 22 points. And we're not to say the Magic are poor, but we need to be coming out here and slaughtering these eighth, these bottom seed teams in the same vein that the Golden State Warriors do. In the same way that Boston has been, well, they swept the Indiana Pacers. They haven't really been blowout games, but handily winning a first-round series is key to a long playoff run. No, absolutely. But the one thing, even though the Raptors have, you know, even though they lost the first game, even though they were close last game, which they shouldn't have again, a lot of people putting that on the officiating, but a lot of that is also on the on the Raptors. Just they need to make shots. They need to take have smart offensive plays. But their defense has been so consistent this entire series long, and really containing yep. the Orlando Magic last two games, ninety points, eighty five points, uh, or in the nineties and eighty five points. They're they're doing really well, and that's what's the most promising thing moving forward. But another big story of tonight, Kyle Lowry. We've been saying that he needs ten to fifteen points, or even fifteen to twenty. Just to be mm-hmm. safe to secure a win tonight, nine points. But that's because he's, he was overshadowed tonight, even though he played a lot of minutes, most minutes in the game, and had a fantastic plus-minus. But he was overshadowed in your favorite player, Norm yep. Powell, Norm God, had an absolute efficiency explosion off the bench. He is looking so confident out there. He's he's giving me confidence, and I'm one of the biggest Norm uh, doubters. I'm not a hater because I love Norman Powell, yep. but I doubt his consistency. I'm always doubting his IQ. It's not I'm, a T. Ross relationship. It's not a T. Ross at all. I love Norman <laughs> Powell. I love Norman Powell. I'm just I, I I'm always so stressed as to what version of Norman Powell is going to show up on any given night. And tonight it was Norm God that showed up. Certainly, in the same vein that happened this season, Norman Powell's had some dud games and he's had some really good ones tonight was a really good game for norm powell norm god 16 points 7 of 9 from the field four rebounds came out he knocked down a three just looking abs as you brought it up confidence when norman powell is playing under control in his kind of in his bag just ready confident no not hesitating on any of his moves we see norman powell sometimes you know not not sure if he's going to get some run not sure if he's going to get some touches you know he doesn't get the ball a few possessions and he tries to force something he's not doing he's not playing within his game tonight he played within his game took the driving lanes that were there for him he's so explosive in his ability just to get good shots around the rim and when he's confident in getting those right shots they go in you know when when they're forced and there's a couple defenders over there and he forces it you know that's when that's when the finishing around the rim is not really a factor but yeah, you know, well, he had some really like, crafty shots today, too, yeah. in finishing around the rim. He was very athletic, and uh, you can see he explodes the rim, but that is what it is. Sometimes finishing an easy layup or even a contested layup 
funny as it sounds, it does come down to confidence because the ball control should always be there for the most part. If you're athletic enough to get up there and uh, be around the rim, then you should be able to finish consistently. So it's it's the confidence that's making him finish these shots now. Yeah, confidence and comfort because it's all muscle memory, those finishes. You take, you know, 100 mic and drills before every practice and all that. So, Norman Powell, hopefully this will keep up, this confidence. We've all seen Norm have big, big games in the playoffs. So, usually when he gets hot, he'll continue that and maybe he'll carry into a Sixer series, a Buck series. But another guy, definitely his best game of the postseason, in my opinion, Serge Ibaka. 13 points, 8 rebounds, 5 to 6 from the field. What are your thoughts on Serge Ibaka's performance tonight? The, the bench mob did really well. This is the best yep. bench performance now of this series uh, mm-hmm. thus far. And I think a, a main reason to that, maybe people will completely disagree with that, but it's because it was an eight-man rotation and you're playing your bench pieces with one or two starters on the court with them. So even if they're not able to produce, then they can rely on the starters or the starters can use their offensive prowess to create more shots. And Attribute everything, of course, to Pascal or sorry to Serge Ibaka and Norman Powell for shooting uh, so well tonight. But I think Nick Nurse has to be a very um, favorable piece in this in this whole contributing scheme because keeping a tight eight man rotation. To me, this just proved what it, what you're able to do and the productivity yeah. you're able to get from your bench guys when you don't put them out as a four or five man group and then have them all try to figure out how they can uh, you know get their engines started. Yeah, no, Nick Nurse ran some lineups, really made sure Kawhi, Siakam, Lowry were always on the court with one or two bench pieces. You know, he's done that a couple games, but, uh, you know, everything looked pretty smooth. We didn't see, you know, the first couple, because people will say that we have been running. These are the eight guys that have really been getting the minutes, but... We've seen Nick Nurse in the first couple games play Ibaka, Norm, and Fred all at the same time with two starters. But it was kind of more integrated in this game. And, yeah, it was very impressive. Even Fred had a bounce-back game tonight. Nine points, four assists, two of five from the field, but wasn't forcing anything. We've seen Fred kind of force the issue in these past the first three games of the series, kind of looking for a shot more so than creating for other people. He had four assists tonight in 23 minutes. That, that's pretty solid as a backup point guard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, I mean, there's, of course, there's other things to talk about, but we'll probably end up mulling through them in the segments. Do you want to start Certainly. us off or should I start us off? You start us off, Riker. So the Kawhi Doom like that to play of the night. Is that how we, is that how we say it? I don't introduce Tonight, it. Tonight the Kawhi Doom like that. Play Tonight the, night, the Riker, Kawhi Doom <laughs> like that play of the night. I would say the final, okay, well, the final possession of the real game before the, the mm-hmm. burner minutes or the trash minutes happen to come into effect. <laughs> Kyle Lowry, I can't remember who we pass it to. Nice outlet pass on the fast break. I think it was Fred Van Vliet. Correct me if I'm wrong. Who then throws immediately. It was like a hot potato touch pass to Pascal Siakam, who tosses down a nasty uh, alley-oop finish, and then they immediately pan over to Jurassic Park, and the fans were going absolutely nuts. Toronto was already up by 21 at this point. This this basket made it 23, and to still see that engagement with only three minutes left in the fourth quarter, that to me, that shows. That's the quiet doing like that, and that shows how passionate these Raptors fans are. Yeah, no, the Jurassic Park was wild tonight you know it's big the Leafs had a game earlier so everyone everyone was still and they lost so they had to rally around the the Toronto Raptors they had to rally around the Raptors shout out to the Leafs they got another game seven against Boston coming up I don't know too much about hockey but I know the meme that is the Toronto Maple Leafs losing in the first round and it's a bigger one than the Toronto Raptors so (laughs) hopefully the Leafs uh can get a W but uh yeah 
Not all plays can be the Kawhi doing like that play of the day, and some just make you say, oh, geez. And tonight, the oh, geez play of the day. It's going, your favorite player, Riker, Terrence Ross. Mm -hmm. Terrence Ross, he's been absolutely on fire this series. We've seen him last game have some big nights. Tonight, he was a bit colder. Minus 25 for the game, the worst of the Orlando Magic. Certainly his worst game of the series. But his one shot, his one field goal he did hit was pretty wild. Another half-court shot in the playoffs. Was, I believe it was the end of the third quarter. Yep. Setting off these buzzer beaters. Terrence Ross, really out here, Riker. Uh, has a player ever hit two half-court shots? The same player hit two <laughs> half-court shots in the playoffs? I that don't know. Be, that could be know. a record. We're talking about a legend here in Terrence Ross. You know, breaking the NBA with these half-court shots. Maybe, maybe. I don't, I don't know if there's any metrics or any stats recorded on half-court buzzer beaters, but I'm sure he would be up there now. In... Yo, <laughs> yo, he. I'm, I think he played. With, I think he was on the roster when Leandro Barbosa was on the the Toronto Raptors. Leandro, Leandro, Leandro Barbosa, Leandro Barbosa, the Brazilian blur. If people don't remember. He's a Toronto Raptors legend. He was there when the tanking squad. We ended up trading him for a second round pick for so we can tank. But regardless. Leandro Barbosa is by far the greatest half-court shooter I've ever seen, you know, with that two-hand form. So, yep. you know, Raptors legend, maybe he learned from him. I'm not sure if they're on the roster together, but, you know, Terrence Ross really out here. I don't believe that they were on the roster together, but Terrence Ross is out here. But mm-hmm. with that being said, my favorite new segment, the Where's the Sauce, P. Ross. <laughs> he, he, he had the half-court, but he also had a strip. I think it was Marc Gasol that stripped it. Passes it out to Kawhi Leonard on the fast break, who just 360 spins, puts DJ Augustine in the washing machine, and tosses him out, and then finishes with a nasty two-handed cram, or maybe a one-handed cram, because honestly, Kawhi Leonard's dunks are the most underwhelming dunks in the entire NBA, <laughs> but they're still two points nonetheless. They, they look, they do look cool. Like, they're not, like, flashy, but the way he just grips the ball, it's it's almost as if someone's looking at the NBA with a with a Nerf basketball and a Nerf hoop. He just kind of rises it up and throws it down, like, like it's one of us dunking on one of those tiny little hoops with a tiny basketball. No, that's exactly it. But his yeah. most of his fast-break dunks are one-handed, and he goes in for like yeah. a finger roll, but then just twists his wrist at the end <laughs> and just puts in like lazy dunks. Um, but it's great. He had a lot of dunks tonight. I didn't count them, um, and I probably could have found this before the podcast, but he had, I would say, at least five dunks in tonight's game. Um, but that's a good player uh, tonight, and there was one player that stood out in the limited minutes that he had as the <laughs> worst player, perhaps one of the worst playoffs performance I've ever seen in my entire life. He gets the DeMarco Carroll Gold Star Award for worst performance of the game. Ben, I'll let I'm going to say his name, and then I'll let you analyze or dissect what happened here. Yeah. Um, just just for what it means. Obviously, you, we don't need to talk about three minutes. It's what happened. Jeremy Lin, Go, take it yeah. away. You know, Jeremy Lin. He's got a, We were super excited when he came to the roster. He has a huge fan base across the NBA. You know, he's super popular. He had Lynn Sanity. But with the Toronto Raptors, it seems as if every opportunity he's given, whether it be, you know, a starting position or a couple minutes off the bench, he just really can't find his groove. Tonight in three minutes, three turnovers from Jeremy Lynn. Just, you know, he missed a shot. It was... It was unfortunate to watch. I'm a huge fan of Jeremy Lin. You know, despite the fact that both of us agree we don't think he should be playing for the Toronto Raptors after his regular season performance, you want to see him at least do something down the down the stretch of these games. You know, get him, when he gets those minutes, maybe have a good fan moment because he hypes people up when he's on the court. And unfortunately, even in garbage time, he just really couldn't produce. Ben, sometimes we're right in our very 
distant predictions. You know, sometimes we're right. Yep. Marcus Gasol, we were right about. Sometimes we're off. You know, Paul George yep. to the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> and Jeremy Lin, the key to the Toronto Raptors playoff success. That was, we were very confident in that video. Very confident. And now to come out in 2 minutes and 46 seconds in garbage time against a bum Orlando Magic third string lineup when the entire crowd left and get three turnovers. What happened? What uh, on earth? What, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping win sanity happens at some point, even if it's at the end of a game. But, you know, we're rooting for the guy. We're not hating. We're not bagging on him. But it's just super unfortunate to watch. And uh, to bring up our predictions, I think our greatest Raptors Digest prediction ever was when uh, Kawhi Leonard demands a trade from the San Antonio Spurs. And we get hyped because we think we could possibly get LaMarcus Aldridge. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. We, we did say that. It wasn't really until the Las Vegas odds came out that uh, yep. that they were putting Kawhi Leonard in the in the running at the with the Toronto Raptors that we yep, said we this first heard the news <laughs> yeah that <laughs> LaMarcus Aldridge might be that's it anyways we're rambling off course here we got one more game we got to finish it at home and then we'll go on to like I said a very very difficult matchup now against the 76ers um, they're not going to lose against the who are they playing the Nets uh, yeah, they're, they're up three one as well. D'Angelo is an icy guy. They've been had a having a very they've had they've had a much tougher series than we've had against the Magic. You know, we obviously lost game one as well, but those games have been a lot closer in uh, Brooklyn. So yeah. it, it, maybe Brooklyn can stretch out the series a little bit, but I think they're in a similar position as the Raptors. Yeah, absolutely. And other than that, I think we broke down the game where we've probably forgot something. Uh, we usually do, and people pointed out, but I think we've done a pretty good job. Do you have anything else to say, Ben? No, just shout out to everyone that's listening. You're the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. You know, the the Toronto Raptors are really out here getting W's in the first round. Uh, have we ever won a series in five games, Riker? No, this is the first time ever in Toronto Raptors playoff history that they have a 3-1 to one lead. Yeah, so this could, this could be some history against the Orlando Magic. But, you know, hopefully it happens. We're not going to hedge our bets. We said that we'd probably sweep. So five, five, it's fine. Hopefully they can really seal the deal in Toronto. Yeah, you would definitely help. Anyways, that's it for me. Good for you? Rock out. Cheers. Yeah, that's out. <laughs> <laughs>